You know, when you look at the time frame between Archie Sonic issues 134 and Archie Sonic issue 222, from a year perspective, you're almost looking at seven and a half years since this moment happened, which, be, which is basically the infamous slap between Sally and Sonic in 134, and this moment happening in 222. Now, with that said, you know, you would think things will back on track. You know, Sonic and Sally are together again. Things are right with the world. But then, basically, three issues later, this moment happened. And then five issues later, this moment happened. And basically, long story short, it would be another almost two years, almost three, if you count the universe spinoff stories that had Mecha Sally in there, as she was called, of being part of the Mecha Sally arc. It would take almost two and a half to three years for everything to be resolved. Now, with that said, you know, when it got resolved, we basically ended up with this. With these two moments. Her finally being de-roboticized. And basically the indication that she and Sonic are no longer an item, but they are BFFs. But here's the question, though. Why are... Why are basically a lot of people, higher-ups, fans, and if not more so, people that write for the books, why are they so determined not to allow Sonic and Sally to have a relationship in the comics? Because, uh, you know, despite the fact that they know that a steady romantic relationship of any kind, even a crush, could help balance things out and make comic book stories uh, even better than they were before. Well, let's discuss that, shall we? Well, I think one of the main reasons Sonic and Sally always have trouble getting into a relationship or always have problems having a relationship begun by even, let's say, a writer on a comic book is because of Sega. Sega basically has the mandates on the fact that any Sonic characters, mostly Sonic that is, cannot do certain things. When it comes to Sonic, primarily, he can't, be, he can't show weakness, um, he cannot have a family, and mostly he can't be in a steady romantic relationship because it would take away from him being the free spirit that he is. Um, a, good, a good example of this, I should say, is the recent issue 32 for IDW Sonic, where we see at the end, and we see at the end, I should say, Sonic running off to, onto his next adventure, mostly to make sure Eggman is you know, far away from his friends and compadres as possible so they can try to get things back to normal. But... Here's the question, though. Why is Sega so determined for this to happen? Why is this mandate such a big deal to Sega? Even though some would say it's not as enforced as it used to be. Again, mostly it has to do with the fact that they want Sonic to be a free spirit. But when you look at something like Sad AM, it's balanced out. In Sad AM, it's balanced out to the fact that Sonic is still pretty much a free spirit, but he's also very much aware of the feelings he has for this princess that he grew up with since they were kids. But, is Sega the only ones that don't want Sonic and Sally to have a relationship? Perhaps not. Another prime example of, you know, folks not wanting Sonic and Sally to be written into a steady relationship when it came to the Archie books would be the writers themselves. Again, going back to the infamous slap from 134, a lot of people put the blames on one or two people, one of them being Carl Bowlers, who was one of the head writers of the book at the time when Ken Penders was off doing the Knuckle books, or the Knuckles comics, 
and another head writer or artist, in this case, Jonathan Gray. Now, both have basically said their piece on the whole situation. If you want any good example of what I'm talking about, check out Dumbsville's video on the entire deal. But basically, both kind of put the blame on each other or have their own kind of alibi as to what exactly happened and how it occurred. But believe it or not, it would take, as I said at the beginning, it would take basically nearly seven years for this to be resolved in issue 222, thanks to this moment. But then again, Ian Flynn even probably had his own reasonings to not keep the relationship going, because basically after 222, three issues later, we had this moment, and then at the end of 230, we had this moment, and almost two and a half years or two years later in the main book not only do we have Sally back to normal but basically four issues later it's kind of acknowledged that she and Sonic are just going to be BFFs now and not boyfriend girlfriend and then if you look at Spark of Life it's kind of indicated that Sally and Nicole are kind of end up as a LGBTQ couple now the reason I bring that up is because Ian Flynn once teased and jokingly teased if not seriously teased or joked uh, in one of his Bumblecast podcasts that there were discussions of making Sally and Nicole an LGBTQ lesbian item. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it basically got the but basically it got the attention of a lot of folks because of the fact that you know here you are taking this iconic character that's been known to be in a relationship with Sonic, and now all of a sudden you're turning that on its head and putting her in a relationship with essentially a AI that was that basically created the body from her own personal computer or handheld computer and basically the reason you're justifying that is because the character herself sees the character known as Nicole as a real you know living breathing flesh and blood uh, being despite the fact that she's an AI um, and I guess the other argument would be well if she's just an AI why is she always in her length form if you know what I'm saying uh, but point being, uh, yeah, basically Ian Flynn, even though he kind of fixed it set nearly seven and a half years, nearly seven years later, I should say, he also kind of decided not to allow it to have a long shelf life and decided to go in the direction that I just mentioned. But why? Why would Ian Flynn do this? I believe Ian Flynn has gone on record on saying that basically the reason he kind of uh, put the Sonic-Sally relationship on the shelf indefinitely was one, he was sick and tired of doing all these shippings, if you will, in the book, but mostly the other reason, according to what some people said he's actually mentioned himself, that he wants to get the game, uh, the comic back to game roots and kind of follow the mandates given by Sega. And of course, again, like I said, one of those mandates being that Sally, I mean Sonic cannot have a relationship with anybody. That's the reason why Sally was basically put into a relationship or teased to be, be teased as to being put into a relationship I should say with the AI Nicole now that's all good and everything but you know we're talking about a fellow fan at one point in Ian Flynn himself that I think even at one point acknowledged that he was cool with the relationship now I don't know exactly what occurred to change his mind or anything but in my opinion you know instead of going the route that he was going to go, which again, no, nothing, nothing wrong with an LGBTQ relationship. Don't get me wrong about that. 
but instead of going the route that he was planning to go, you know, maybe at least try to tease that there's something more than friendship between Sonic and Sally. You don't have to flat out have them go kissy kissy facey facey, if you will. But, you know, kind of tease that there's some kind of attraction there that goes beyond just friendship. But again, I think the reason being that he didn't go all the way with it is due to the fact that he wanted to gain he wanted to get the comics back to somewhat of it somewhat of the game's roots or roots of the games franchise as well as kind of follow the mandates that you know Sega put up uh, put out as well as to avoid another potential backstage fiasco um, in my opinion but here's the thing why is it now up to other people to continue what should have never been destroyed What I'm talking about, others being, or it being up to others to kind of fix what was destroyed, you bring in the likes of Team Season and Archie Sonic Online, and you're basically looking at two uh, individual fan base groups, if you will, that are trying to basically continue, you know, what was popular in the eyes of fellow fans. In other words, kind of continue what they felt was best. When it comes to Archie Sonic Online, Basically, the recent issues kind of still build on the fact that Sonic and Sally are in a relationship. Uh, at least getting back to it. Team Season, you know, they're just getting into the foundation of getting us the first episode of their um, take on the long lost Season 3. But there's no doubt in my opinion that they'll kind of basically acknowledge that Sonic and Sally are more than just friends now. That they're boyfriend and girlfriend. But here's the question, why is it now up to them and others, like those that do the Sonic Legacy or Sonic Missing Link books, or fan works if you will, why is it up to them to make all this happen? It's mostly because of the fact that, well, they realize that outside of official proper, uh, official licensed uh, uh, companies like, you know, Archie, IDW, Deke Entertainment, whatever, they realize that as fans, they have a little bit more free will. They have a little bit more, you know, leeway, or not, if not a lot more leeway and free will than those that work at these various companies that are limited by the mandates. So in other words, those at the Archie Sonic Online and those at Team Season realize, hey, we don't have to worry about, you know, Sega really coming down on throats because these are actually fan projects and there's nothing against you know, doing whatever we want with a fan project, especially if, we were, if we're creating it for the fans to enjoy, or we're creating it to continue where we feel the comic or the show left off on. So, yeah, basically, you know, when it comes to individual groups like them and others, it's mainly the, mainly the fact that they kind of take the task of repairing what was destroyed or removed is because they feel there's always something for it to, always something there for it to be built upon and when it comes to let's say you know acknowledging Sonic and Sally's relationship they're gonna find a way I mean when Sally gets de-roboticized in issue 250 of the Archie Sonic Online continuation of the Archie book pre-Sonic Genesis wave if you will you know they have Sonic and Sally embrace each other and are next to each other for most of the time basically indicating that they're still an item they're still a couple you know, again, I don't know now. Again, I don't know what Team Season's got planned for the rest, rest of that first episode they're working on. But the thing is, there's no doubt that they're going to acknowledge Sonic and Sally's relationship. I mean, heck, the 
the first thing they, they utilize to kind of pr promote the fact that they got this project going and they want to make it a reality is Sonic and Sally. They're the first ones that you see in an animation, almost fully animation style of what you could end up probably getting with the new uh, team season uh, final final project when it comes to, let's say, the first episode or the pilot for the lost season. Now, in now for the conclusion, what are my thoughts on this whole situation? My thoughts overall as a longtime Sonic fan, especially a longtime subscriber of the Archie book before it was canceled, is I feel none of this should have happened. I don't think in a sense that neither Carl Bowler's or Ian Flynn, or even Ken Penders in between, needed to go the routes that they did. Now, I give credit to Ken and Ian for trying to at least repair what was damaged in 134. But even with that, you know, I cannot give him full credit, because Ian Flynn mostly, even though he did what he could to kind of rebuild and reestablish the relationship between the two, you know, he ended up basically destroying it, if you will, uh, two issues, two to five issues later, and he never allowed it to get rebuilt after that. Um, again, his main plan that he was teasing that they were thinking about doing was putting Sally with Nicole, which again, nothing against that. It's just, really, you know, you're going to take this iconic character that's been in a relationship with Sega's mascot in this comic for as long as the comic's been around, and now you're going to put her with Nicole. Even after teasing the fact through other, art, other authors or other writers of her being interested or finding an attractiveness in other male characters like Ken Khan, Monkey Khan, and Jeffrey St. John. The point being, ladies and gentlemen, is in my opinion, no, none of this should have ever happened. First of all, the slap, in my opinion, I'll just straight out say, should have never happened. It should have never occurred. End of story. And mostly, I don't think it should have taken so long for the relationship between Sonic and Sally to get back to what it was in 222. You didn't have to go through the hoops that you did. You were teasing something was going to happen, but like several issues before uh, 175, you could have built upon that going into, you know, Bunny and... Antoine's wedding and then there you go you could have accumulated it with 177 if you wanted to by kind of Basically getting them back to a relationship I understand that Ian Flynn wanted to take it slow to see how fans would react and how he would feel about continuing it But if he felt strongly about giving it that slow rebuild to putting them back together Then why blow it up if you will at the end of 225 and mostly 230 and then be done with it? I don't understand that. So, in my opinion, I don't think any of this should have happened. And even if even if 134 happened, I don't think it should have took seven, seven, nearly seven years to be repaired, in my opinion. I don't think none of that should have happened. And even if you were going to go down that route, I don't think, honestly, you have Sonic embrace Sally after seeing her restored flesh and blood and everything. You don't have Sally's memories restored later on without her remembering her relationship with Sonic and then ignoring it. You have that relationship still continue to get built upon and go from there. But that's just my overall thoughts in closing, guys. So with that said, let me know what you all think down below. Comment if you like. I know I kind of may have sound like I stuttered or went all over the, all over the place here. 
But let me know what you guys all think down below. Comment if you like. And I will talk to you all later. Thank you all for watching. Peace out.